other king could vanquish the war horse or silence the warrior's rage while riding the lowly back of a donkey. No other king could break the dominion of darkness, the tyranny of evil, with a reign of grace and a kingdom of peace. No other king could give his life for the redemption of rebels, his wealth to welcome the outcast. Jesus is that king, the king of glory, son of the living God. Not just another king, not just another prophet, not just another teacher. He was the one the world had been waiting for, the one to deliver us from captivity, the son of David and Abraham's chosen seed. He is the goal of the Mosaic law, Yahweh in the flesh. He is the one to establish God's reign and rule, to heal the sick, give sight to the blind, freedom to the prisoners, and proclaim good news to the poor. This Jesus was the creator come to earth and the beginning of a new creation. He embodied the covenant, fulfilled the commandments, and reversed the curse. This Jesus is the Christ that God spoke of to the serpent, the one prefigured to Noah in the flood, the one promised to Abraham, the one guaranteed to Moses before he died, the one promised to David during his reign, the one revealed to Isaiah as a suffering servant, the one predicted through the prophets and prepared for through John the Baptist. He is the Father's Son, Savior of the world, and substitute for our sins. More loving, more holy, and more wonderfully terrifying than we ever thought possible. He is our Jesus, and there is no other king like him. He is our God, our glory, our victorious Savior. There is no other king like him. There is no other king. Wow. Good morning, church. Resurrection Sunday is here. You can stand if you like. God bless you. He has risen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We want to say a a welcome and a big shout out to everyone who's listening on radio this morning on Rima FM. So why don't we give them a C3 Tugra. He has risen. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for this amazing day today, Lord, that you have risen, that you give us resurrection power right where we are, right where we are in this thank room, you, Father. where we are right across the central thank coast. Thank you, Father. You may be in a hospital room this morning. Yes. You Lord. may be driving in your car. Yes. Lord. You may be sitting in your home. You may be a single mom at home with your kids, wondering what is all this Easter about. Thank you, Lord. But this morning, the resurrection king and his presence can come right where you are. This morning, he is the king that walks through walls. He is the king that is omnipresent, present everywhere at all times. He is the king that says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I am with you. So this morning, why don't you just say his name wherever you are. Jesus. 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 We now, worship you, King. We worship you, Jesus. Now, Easter is not just a, a day to, you know, just 
celebrate that what Jesus did on the cross was an antidote for death, but it's an antidote for the despair and the discouragement that everyone is suffering from, especially after COVID. And of course, it's an injection of resurrection power into every life, every family. And we thank you for that, Lord, that victory on the cross, that when you died and when you rose from the grave, it declared to humanity that hell and death and sin have been overcome. And friends, that's good news. That's good news for everyone, including our listeners, our Rima FM family. We bless you as you listen to our celebration service this morning. And we do with passion and faith and great hope in Jesus Christ that he is indeed risen from the grave. And we are here together, family and friends and visitors. We bless you. Enjoy and celebrate and thank God. Let's lift up our King this morning. Worship him in spirit and truth. No matter where you are this morning, he deserves all glory, all praise, all honor for his name. Come on, let's lift our voices. Let's lift our voices together in the house.
around how many of you is this your story this morning how many of you have a lot to be grateful for this morning or how many of you want to surrender things at his altar this morning come on wherever you are we can all meet Jesus this morning It's 
that he has for you. Why don't you reach your arms right right now, right across this place, wherever you are right now. Say, Jesus, fill me with your love. Fill me with your love, Jesus. You love us so much. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever should believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Sometimes we don't even have a prayer. We have nothing to say. But if we just say the name of Jesus, the Bible says, if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths, We will be saved. Jesus, we believe. We believe in everything you have for us. There's so much more. There's more. There's so much more. He responds to hungry people. All night last night in my sleep, I could hear the Lord's voice saying, I hear the cry of my people. I can hear the cry of my people. 
I'm hearing their cry and I've made a way. You see, the stone was rolled away. Jesus, before he ascended, he descended. He descended to the lowest places. He descended to the uttermost parts of hell. He went to the lowest places that humanity has ever been. And he walked in offering freedom to every person who had ever lived on the earth, who had blown it, who had missed it, because he went straight to the face of Satan. And he said, give me those keys. The keys of hell and death belong to me now. No longer can you torment my people. No longer can you entrap my people. No longer can you lie to my people. No longer will my people be entrapped with sin. No longer will it be oppressed by you. For I am taking the keys of hell and death. And I'm rising up and I'm taking them with me. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you believe one person would have stayed in hell? Would you have stayed? I believe he even looked into the eyes of Judas. and said, Judas, let's get out of here. And up they went. He made a way. He always had a plan. For even for those who would betray him, he had a plan. He said, just wait three days. Three days. Just wait three days. And on the third day, I will rise again. Hallelujah. This morning, the same risen Christ sits at the right hand of the Father. And he holds the keys to your freedom. He holds the keys to your life. He holds the keys to your heart. And this morning with the resurrection power, he wants to unlock you and take you into those high places where we as Christian believers should be sitting with him in heavenly places right there. Amen. Overcoming, redeeming, freedom. Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that you not only gave the keys of hell and death, the keys that unlock, you lay them at your Father's feet, but then you returned to earth and you gave them to your disciples. And you said, go now into all the world and preach the good news. It is finished. Hallelujah. Victory. There is victory in the name of Jesus Christ. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus.
that breaks the yoke of bondage. It's the anointing. This morning we're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. This morning you're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus Christ yet in your life, this morning there will be an opportunity later in the service to receive him. So start to prepare your hearts. If you want more of Jesus, there will be an opportunity later in the service to come to the altar and really surrender your whole life to him. He is moving powerfully across the earth. He is moving. We have never seen what we are about to see and what we are seeing in the earth right now. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the imagination of man what God has in store for those who love him in the days that we live in. Amen. Hallelujah. We're the church, victorious church. Glory to God. What an incredible day to be alive. Are you glad that he chose you to be alive in this day right now? The great cloud of witnesses are watching us from heaven, cheering us on. They wish that they could be here, but we're here to finish the work that they began. Amen? And to fulfill the great commission on the earth. In Jesus' name, bring in this mighty harvest of souls like the earth has never seen. Are you excited? Are you excited to be a Christian? Are you excited to be on the winning team? Hallelujah. Are you filled with joy this morning? Because there is an answer to every problem inside of us. His name is Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated this morning. I want to thank our incredible worship team led by Jilly Flaxman. Amazing. Love it so much. Love it so much. Bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you. Well, if you're in the house today or you're listening on radio, this has been a divine appointment for you. I declare it's a divine appointment with heaven this morning. That Father God has been watching and you and waiting for you and he's been calling your name to this very day. Today you can mark it in your calendar as the day that everything changed for me in my life because the resurrected king is here. Amen. This morning we're going to come around our giving in a moment and you'll see in the front of your seats if you're in the church there are some giving cards there. And you can just QR code those. We're all used to QR coding now, aren't we? (laughs) Unfortunately, we are. And we will release you to the information desk in a moment to give. And if you're listening online, you can give through c3chagra.org.au. Just go to our webpage and let's support the work of the ministry in Jesus' name. Well, we believe in these days that this is not just a one-generation move of God, that God is raising up four generations to walk together, that we are going to see 
the, the faithfulness of God upon our legacy and upon our generations. Amen. And those of you who have children that aren't walking with God or teenagers that aren't walking with God, begin to pray because you will see breakthrough. God is in the business of raising four generations right now to run together in Jesus' name. So I'd like to introduce you to my granddaughter, Joey, and she's going to help us with the giving this morning. Um, well, thank you for that intro. As you heard, my name is Joey Flaxman, and I am 13 years old. Um, recently, I've been pondering on legacy. I'm a fourth-generation Christian and a third-generation pastor. Legacy is so important to me and my family, and the word really we always hear it. I always hear it in my house, and I know my pop thinks so highly of it. And, you know, when I look around this room, I see so many people who have been there my whole life, really, and who've placed words in my mouth of encouragement and direction and have really helped me. You know, when you give and when you tithe to the church, it doesn't matter. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> when you give and tithe to the church, it doesn't just go into building the kingdom of God, but it actually goes to the next generation in our youth, and out the back in our kids' church. And it's so amazing, it's so powerful what they're actually teaching us out there because I'm sure so many people will actually stand on this stage, like me, 13 years old, because of what they've actually learnt out there, because of your giving and because of your tithe. You know, Joel 1, Joel 1 verse 3 says, Tell your children of it. And let your children tell their children, and their children tell it to another children, to another generation. Your legacy is something that goes on and on, and it's something that it is going to be talked about. Jesus had a legacy. His legacy was to heal the brokenhearted and to set you free, and it is remembered. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Isn't that fantastic? So why don't you just stand to your feet right now. You know, be free to use those giving cards. The information desk is at the back. And why don't you just go say hi to someone that you've never met as we take a little break. Some of the children are going to be handing out Easter eggs to the adults because we never get them, do we? In Jesus' name.
Well, who got woken up this morning at 4.30 a.m. and thought they were getting robbed, but actually realized it was your kids waking up finding Easter eggs? Anybody else? Who knows at 4.30 in the morning, that feels like the middle of the night. Welcome to Easter Sunday Church. My name is Andrew, and uh, my beautiful wife, Jilly, was the one leading worship this morning. So powerful. And uh, Easter Sunday, what a great day. What a great day to be in God's house, and uh, who's eaten about uh, three to five kilos worth of chocolate already? Anybody? Um, My kids have eaten about five kilos worth of chocolate this morning, and uh, the good news is it's our family service this morning, and uh, we have to try and keep our kids still uh, in the service after they've eaten, uh, you know, five kilos of chocolate, and after Dad's eaten about three kilos of chocolate this morning. Who ate, who ate three kilos of chocolate this morning? So much fun. What a great day to be in God's house, talking about Easter Sunday. And, uh, of course, we are also live streaming right now on the incredible Rima FM. We love Rima FM. Shout out to the amazing, powerful, and a huge shout out to... Rick and Leanne Broom, who are in charge of Rima FM and do a phenomenal job exploding at the seams at Rima FM and uh, actually moving right now from their location in Erin to a bigger space in West Gosford and uh, doing so much great work, uh, putting the message of Jesus, the gospel message, all over the airways. Such a powerful, powerful uh, message, such a powerful ministry. So we bless Rima. They are doing a phenomenal job here on the Central Coast, and we absolutely love them. And uh, shout out. Let's give them a shout out. 
Uh, every Friday morning, uh, we have the opportunity to go live on the radio. I get to do the surf report every Friday morning. And uh, Julie and I also uh, run Central Coast Christian Surfers, which is unbelievably fun. And uh, I tell you, if we weren't surfers, we'd be criminals because there's a fine line between criminals and surfers. But we get to do the surf report uh, every morning uh, on, the, on the Friday. And uh, I tell you, it is incredible. I think you'll find that um, when, you know, I can only imagine, Cam Harvey, when... Uh, you know, we all, God sends us to earth and uh, do you know that you're all lined up to go to earth or something like that? And I can only imagine like God says, okay, dude, I'm going to send this guy as a missionary to Africa and you're going to go to Africa. It's going to be amazing. You're going to be a missionary. And then there's another guy who says, dude, I'm going to send you to the back of somewhere else and, and you're going to, you know, build an orphanage and save children. And then Andrew stands in front of the Lord and says, dude, I'm going to send you to the central coast. And I go, oh, that sounds cool. What am I going to do there? And you're going to be a part of Christian surfers. And I go, oh, cool and just hang out in the beach all day, and surf, and have fun with your mates, and, 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 and that's it. And I'm like, huh, well, that's pretty epic. So I'm excited to do that. We're excited to be a part of, uh, of that. It's amazing. Uh, it goes, God is good. And uh, the good news is Julie and I are also stepping out in a little while and starting a brand new church under Phil and Julie. Uh, here on the Central Coast called the Faith, Hope, Love Church. So many people packing into C3 Church Tugra. It is exploding. It is going through the roof. We do not have enough seats. And uh, we are stepping out and launching a brand new church, a brand new sound, a brand new expression somewhere. We don't know where uh, on the Central Coast called the Faith, Hope, Love Church, which will be exciting. So we're excited about that. But this morning, uh, it is Easter Sunday. And uh, if you've been around for a little bit, if you've been in church for a little bit, we had a good Friday night service. Friday night service, that good Friday night service was unbelievable, incredibly powerful. And if you were here, well done, so great. But if you've been around for a little bit, you know that the Good Friday service and the Easter Sunday service are two different services. Who's, who's ever noticed that? You know, on, on Good Friday, we talk about how Jesus went to the cross and the trials and the tribulations and the commitment. And Jesus, took, you know, went to the cross and took our sin and uh, it's like a quieter night. It's a little bit more solemn, maybe. It's respectful. Uh, we come in, we light candles. We've got candles actually lit all over the place this morning, which is incredible. But uh, usually on a Friday night, it's a bit more solemn. Um, and it's a great day. It's a great service. It's incredible. Then on Sunday, what happens is the preacher comes out in a bright shirt. The music's loud. It's a party. And uh, you hear a lot of, he's risen, he's alive. You know, he's out. You know all, all these things happen. And uh, it's a fun service, and uh, usually my role on the Sunday morning is to throw Easter eggs into the, into the crowd. Scotty Brown, that's my role. I'm trusted with every year. They say, dude, you know, you can be the guy that throws the Easter eggs. And, uh, you know, but there's a difference. Easter Sunday is like this celebration that Jesus, the Easter message is one of the most powerful messages that we have. It's incredible that Jesus died on the cross, right, took our sin. Why? So that we can now actually connect man and earth, we can connect to heaven, that we have direct access uh, into heaven. You know, when you look through the Old Testament, how did they connect to the Lord? Well, they had this procedure, they had to do this, and they had to like get this, and they had to cut it, and bring it in, and you know, do that. Well, now, because Jesus came to earth and died on the cross, we can now have, we can even boldly, we can actually boldly, confidently come and stand before the Lord. At any moment, in any situation, no matter what we have done, no matter where we are, what is the power 
of the Easter message, hey, I now can, you know, with audacity even, stand before the Lord and say, hey, God, here I I have direct, through Jesus, I have direct access. And I think the power uh, of Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, of bringing new life, you know, what is the power of Easter? It's that Jesus died and, and, and the disciples thinking, oh no, this is, this is it. This is, oh no, we thought that Jesus, you came to earth with miracles. You know, it's an amazing thing to storm, you know, the Roman Empire. We're going to march in and kick that guy and we're going to finally, you know, and then Jesus dies. It's like their dreams, their hopes, everything that they'd hung their hat on, just gone. All of a sudden, all gone. They're crushed. But the power of the Easter message is that as Jesus rose again, today, rose again, as we have the same spirit in us, that dreams inside of us can rise again, that hope inside of us can rise again, that faith inside of us can actually rise again. You know, these tough situations that we face, as we face them with the Lord, knowing that God is with us and God is for us, and actually God has made a way. Okay, so this morning we're going to talk about the Easter message, and uh, I uh, I thought of that. Uh, you know, when uh, Jesus was dying on the cross, and there's, uh, I think we spoke about it on Friday night, and uh, you know, there's the, the probably the most powerful words that you will hear in the Bible, and this is the God that we serve. Jesus is in, in excruciating pain. Uh, and suffered, you know, God came to earth to make a way for man. Man's now killing God. And uh, God, Jesus on the cross, and it's just carnage. Just, you know, the, the, the amount of agony and, and things that Jesus has gone through. And he can see down and on the cross, and he's looking at people stealing this and talking about it and laughing and that. And, uh, and the most powerful thing, Jesus says, he, he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The God that we serve, Father, forgive them. You know, if that was me, if that was me on the cross and I was God, mate, my words that I said out loud definitely would not be, Father, forgive. I, I would have a list. I have a list. Get that guy. Get that guy. Get that guy. Get that guy's family. Get that guy's family. Get that guy. I would not be a phenomenal God. No way. I would be like, that guy, you're doomed and you're eternal and you you know, But Jesus, in his worst, darkest hour, in the worst moment that he has had, the overflowing power of the cross, the overflowing power of Easter Sunday morning is that, uh, you know, Father, forgive them. The Easter message. So this message, I know that we are broadcasting live uh, on Rima. I know that we have a lot of people here. It's going to be great. But really, this message is dedicated to my kids in the front row, who, Joey, you did such a phenomenal message this morning doing that. I want to talk about this morning, very simply, very quickly, the power of the Easter message. I know that Jesus died on the cross and rose on the third day. That means that now I can boldly approach and stand before the Lord with complete confidence. That revelation alone that I can actually now, I can now, you can now, we can now stand before the Lord with complete confidence. Jesus became sin and took my sin and bridged the gap between God and man. And you know, a little while ago, I was at a, um, every now and then, I do uh, jiu-jitsu. Anybody? Anyone know that is? 
It's Easter Sunday. I don't know if you're allowed to talk about this on Easter Sunday or not. I don't know, but uh, uh, do a little bit. It's like wrestling and, and you're sort of trying to break guys' arms and things like that. It's like, it's like a fight gym, that kind of thing, Cam. You'd love it. And uh, three types of people go to jiu-jitsu. There's police officers, accountants, and criminals. That's all that go to jiu-jitsu. Three types of people. Nobody else. Police officers, accountants, jiu-jitsu. Scotty Bell looks like a black belt, to be honest. I don't know. But uh, he is a black belt. Of course he is. And, uh, and, and I'm in there one day and... Uh, and, and there's like 25 guys, some guys are criminals, some guys are an accountant, some guys are police officers, and there's like all these guys, we're trying to break guys' arms, trying to choke people out, and uh, we're in the middle of this whole thing, and I'm just sitting in the back corner, and then they say, oh, we've got this thing coming up, we've got Easter weekend coming up, it's going to be this, Monday we're going to do this, and Friday, and then all of a sudden it stops, and they say, hey, Andrew, aren't you doing the Easter message on the radio on Sunday? And I'm like, oh, no, and uh, you know when you're, you're like, uh-oh, hang on, I'm just trying to hang out here and I'm, you know, 25 criminals looking at, you know those guys, when you, when you, the conversations that you have when you're walking out, and it's like, hey man, how are you, good? And, uh, you know, there's these guys that are amazing guys, but you wouldn't tell them where you live, you know, those kind of guys, amazing guys. Hey, where do you live? Oh, I just sort of live down there a little bit and uh, it's great. Uh, yeah, we'll see you. And uh, please don't break it into my house. But anyway, uh, <coughs> amazing guys. The police officers, they know where I live. The accountants, I talk to them about tax returns. But anyway, and... Uh, I'm sitting there, and then all of a sudden, it's like these guys, and they're quiet, and they're trying to break guys' arms. And, uh, and they say, Andrew, what is, you're doing the message on the radio on, the sun, on Sunday, what's the Easter message? And I'm like, whoa. You know when you're caught out, and you're not in your thing, and you're just like, whoa. And I said, guys, the Easter message is so powerful. It's so simple. It's, 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 it's incredible that there's a God, there's man, and in the middle, there's a thing called sin. There's a disconnect between God. There's a gap between God and man. God sends Jesus to earth to become sin, to die on the cross, to take away my sin, so that now I have direct access, complete access to the Lord, to heaven. And you hear like 25 guys go, yeah, good, great, let's do it. Anyway, so once we get it, once, once, once we understand what the gospel message is, it's so great. And uh, this morning, I, I, you know, when we understand who God is, when we understand that God is on my side, you know, it doesn't matter what the opinions of other people say. It doesn't matter what, what our situations look like. The power of the Easter message is it looked like it was a total disaster. It looked like everything that these disciples had envisaged and thought and this is, gonna, this, is, this is how it's going to be. This is how my life's going to be. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to buy this. And I'm going to go there. I'm going to, you know, my business is going to explode. I'm going to make it do this. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, no. It's like in that moment, it's like then God kicks in. It's like regardless of what it looks like, as we know, when the Lord is with us, God makes a way. So this morning, as we come around, Easter Sunday, Easter Sunday message that God has some promises for us. Um, there are so many promises in the Bible that because Jesus died on the cross are for us. When Jesus came to earth and became sin and died on the cross, he opened up an unending amount of promises for us. Like if you were to look at the, you know, if you, if you actually if you open your Bibles, and read them, they jump out at you. That's where the promises are. We encourage you, read your Bibles. God has given us unending amounts of promises for us. 
when Jesus died on the cross and rose again. I wrote it so much better than that. What did I say? It was... He made a way for us. It's like a, it's like a promise or it's like the confirmation of the promise of the covenant that God has with us. That uh, as Jesus rode, rose again on the cross, there is promises for us. But who knows, just because God has given us a promise, just because God says this is something for you, who knows that that doesn't mean that it's actually automatic. Uh, God can say, God can say, Andrew, you, you know, I've made a way for you. But if I don't stand before the Lord and say, yes, Lord, and, and, you know, he knows that God's promises are not automatic. Just because in the Bible, you can have two, one Christian can be walking in freedom and walking in faith and walking in, you know, all this stuff. And the other one's looking at that guy going, why is that guy walking in? Do you know, there's the story um, in the Bible and it talks about how the Israelites, we did the Passover a little while ago, incredible, how the, the Israelites leave Egypt and God says to the Israelites, hey guys, you're in a, a really dark place here. This is not my best for you. I'm going to take you out of this dark and bad situation. I'm going to take you through here. But hang on, don't worry, it's going to be okay. And I'm going to give you, I'm going to promise you a promised land. So God says to all these guys, hey, I'm going to give you a promised land. It's an incredible land. And so God's made a covenant with these Israelites he said, hey, you're going to leave this place. You're going to go into a new field. It's going to be incredible. But uh, my word to you, Israelites, all of you, not, you know, all of you, that you will all go into a brand new land, a land actually flowing the best of it. I'm going to give you the best of it. And who knows that there's that story in the Bible where Moses sends in the 12 spies into that land to spy out the land. And uh, who knows that? Ten spies came back and said, hey, yeah, Moses, man, you're right. It's an incredible land. This land's amazing. God was right. It's an incredible land. It's full of milk and honey. And man, this is the best land ever. Unfortunately, uh, there are giants in the land. And uh, yeah, they, they, you know, we are like grasshoppers in, in their sight. And uh, we're like grasshoppers in their sight. Well, there's giants in the land. Yeah, there's giants in the land. Oh, no. And and we're like grasshoppers. Yeah, yeah, there's giants in the land. God's land is amazing. He's promised us to us. God has promised us that land. Um, But unfortunately, yeah, Moses, sorry, dude, but there's giants in that land. It's like, oh, no. And they, you know, we are like grasshoppers in their sight. It's like, oh, Moses goes, oh, like, yeah, you, you spoke to the... You spoke to the giants? No, no, we didn't speak to the giants. We didn't speak to them, no. Well, how do you, how do you know that you were like grasshoppers in their sight if you didn't, if you didn't speak to them? And then, no, anyway, 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 it doesn't matter. You know, the land is amazing lands, but it devours, Lord. It, it devours, Moses, its inhabitants. But I thought you just said that there was giants living in a land, but, oh, yes, but it's a rough land and it devours. It's like, well, you know, God promised these Israelites that land. That was their, that was God's promise to them. And, uh, and they made excuses and they made a way to say, hey, God, yeah, look, I know you've given us through the cross. I know you've given us great promises. I know you've given us incredible blessings. I know that I can now boldly stand before you. I have complete access to you, regardless of how I feel or what I've done or where I haven't been. God, I know that I can stand before you. Uh, you know, even, even like, you know, nearly how it is, the truth is, um, because Jesus died and rose again and created an access between heaven and earth, 
The truth is, I can nearly now stand before the Lord like a lawyer in a courtroom and God is the judge and say, hey God, this is one of the promises you said. Hey God, you wrote this promise. Hey God, like I can nearly be, I can nearly start to like, you know, get a little bit like, hey, hey Lord, through Jesus going to the cross and dying and rising again, I now have access to you and I have access to your Bible, your word. When I get a promise, if I find any amazing promise for me, I can now take that promise in your words, Lord, they're your words, they're not my words, they're your words. Hey God, you said it. I didn't say it, you said it. I don't have to go through, I can actually go straight to the Lord Hey, I say, God, hey, this is what you say about me. Hey, God, you know my situation is a bit of haywire. It's going this, it's going that. And I'm going up and I'm going down. Man, I don't even know where I'm going. Uh, but there's this one promise that says that the Lord will keep me. The Lord will bless me. The Lord will make his sh- face shine upon me. I can stand in that courtroom and say, you know, nearly even pointing at the Lord. And say, hey, Lord, these are your words. This is your promise. This is your covenant with me. You have declared these words over me. God, you have given me this promise, right? And I, it's like those story when the, tw- the tw- 10 spies came back, they said, no, nah, it's too hard. The two spies came back and said, hey, these, these giants are our bread. This is our land. Let us go up at once. Right. And do you know what happened is, the 10 spies who said it was too hard, can't be done, they didn't do it. And the two spies who said, hey, this is easy, it can be done, they went and did it. And this morning, I believe, as Jesus died and rose again, the power of the gospel message is that we can boldly, Charlie, we can boldly, no matter what we've done, no matter where we have been, stand before the Lord with a promise with any promise, God, you said this about me. God, it doesn't matter if my neighbor doesn't say this about me. It doesn't matter if my parents don't say this about me. It doesn't matter if, you know, who, who my school teacher says this or that. No, I can boldly declare God's promises over my life this morning. First thought this morning as Jesus went to the cross and rose again on the third day is that he made a way for us. Jesus made a way for us. I can now relax. I can enjoy. I don't have no pressure on this guy. I don't have to be out there fighting my own battles. I don't have to wake up every morning and go, well, I'm going to fight today. No, God made a way for me. The power of the gospel message is that Jesus made a way. He made a way for me. He made a way for you. You know, the Bible says here, I'm the Lord who teaches you to profit. Amazing who leads you by the way you should go. Psalm 85, the Lord will give what is good. Our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him and he shall make his footsteps my pathway. You crown your year with goodness, your pathways drip with abundance. This Easter, it's time, church, to boldly declare his words over our lives get a promise from God's word and declare it. Declare it over, regardless of what our situations look like. It doesn't matter what they look like. Right. If, you're the, if you're the disciples, this is the worst day ever. Oh no, our Messiah, 
the one who, the miracle man, the money man, the guy did everything, gone. You know, it looks bad. No, it represents to us new life, new dreams, new hope. So fun. Um, well, uh, the only one thing they told me later, they said, when you go on the radio, um, everything's great. It's a visual, it's, it's an audio medium, so don't make any references to, hey, look at my shoes or look at my jacket or look at this, and no pauses. Uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently radio don't, don't love pauses, so I don't think we can edit that out, Rick. I'm sorry about that, but anyway, here we go, the Easter message, here we go. As we talk about, um, as we talk about Easter Sunday and Resurrection Sunday, uh, and I think we're going to do an Easter egg um, no, I think we're going to do an Easter egg hunt for the kids after this. Is that right? If they haven't had enough chocolate already, uh, I think we're going to do that. And Easter Bunny came to our house this morning. It was so much funny. Left some carrots and half-eaten carrots, and, uh, and it was so much fun. I thought we were getting robbed, but no, it was the Easter Bunny. And uh, as we read through the gospel message, and who loves the disciples? What a bunch of great young guys love the disciples. Um, what we discover about the disciples is... As they first discover who God is, who Jesus is, uh, their first encounter with um, the disciples are amazing, by the way. I think Matt Bromfield probably would have been one of the disciples, one of a great guy. And uh, these, Ed, Ed would have absolutely been a disciple, come on. And uh, Taro would have been a disciple for sure. Uh, these bunch of disciples are such these great guys, and I can only imagine going on a surf trip with the disciples. It would have been so much fun. Imagine, imagine the disciples. Imagine, imagine they're on the road. They're like this band touring for three years together. And uh, the truth is, if you're on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and uh, they say, can you lock in the twelve names of each? Can you lock in the names of all twelve disciples? I don't think there'd be nearly any Christian that would actually get them right. Anybody? Does anybody know the name of the all 12 disciples? There's really only three. Peter, James, and John. Peter, James, and John. Is that right? Peter, James, and James. I don't even know what James has done. Who's that guy? What did James do? Anything? Peter, James, John. Peter, Judas. And we know Judas. Peter, James, John, Judas. And, there's, and then... And then and then what happens is when you start to talk all these time, he goes, yeah, I know them all. There's a Thaddeus, and there's a, is there an Andrew, and there's a, there's a Matthew. Is there a Matthew? Yes. <laughs> there's, a, there's a billion Simons, I know that. And uh, no Simons. A thousand Johns. I tell you, in the Bible, it's always John, Mary, Mary, John, John, Mary, Mark, uh, Simon, Peter. Uh, but there's really only three disciples. And, uh, you know, I don't know, Paul, I don't know what the other guys did. What did the other guys go and do? I don't know. Um, but these guys, these disciples, I just think had so much fun together. And, uh, you know, God allows us to come together and have fun. We're allowed to be, you know, have fun and party and hang out and go on holidays. And, 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 and Jesus lived with these guys and uh, discipled these guys and empowered these guys to do great things. And what I've noticed is when the disciples first met Jesus... They had this such low self, self the, their opinion of themselves was so low. And that story in the Bible, they, they've, they've fished all night and all night and all night and they're exhausted. And Jesus says, just go out again and caution it on the other side. Like, oh, I don't know, I'm just tired. 
and uh, and they do, and, they, and there is that uh, intercultural nets on the other side. There should be a, and then the, the, all the fish come in, and it's a miracle. And what happens is um, they come in, and their their language to the Lord is, "Away from me, Lord! I'm I'm sinful. I'm sinful. You are God, and I'm small, very big. I'm you know I'm small. You big. You know I'm unworthy, Lord. You are good, and I'm not good." And uh, the, the thing is that we've noticed as these guys hang out with the Lord for three years, their mentality starts to shift. As they hang out in the Lord's presence, their mindset starts to change. And all of a sudden you hear them arguing about who now is going to be the greatest. And they're arguing, I'm going to be the greatest. No, I'm going to be the greatest. No, don't you understand? I'm going to be the greatest. And it's like as, as we hang out in God's presence, as we allow God's words to wash over us every Sunday as we come into God's house, every week as we're doing our devotions, every Sunday, every day as we're opening up, as we allow God's words to build us, they will actually build you and you will, you will stand taller, you will stand stronger. And there's that, that, that famous scene that the disciples are arguing about who will be the greatest. And the incredible thing is, Jesus is coming down for this amazing moment with the Lord. And, uh, and he hears them arguing. He doesn't even address their argument. He, he doesn't even address that they're arguing about this or that. He just says, hey, the greatest in the kingdom is those who serve. You know, the Bible says that we are made in God's image. The Bible says that we're actually made in the very image of God. That we aren't nobodies. We aren't down and outers. We aren't people that, you know, uh, you know God says we're actually made in the same image of the Lord. So this morning, church, it's such a powerful message, the Easter message, such an incredible message. You know, I don't think God is actually limited by our circumstances. And the last thoughts here as we, not yet, but as we nearly, Easter Sunday, um, when Jesus went to the cross and was on the cross and uh, the overflowing, you can only imagine the emotion that, uh, and the trauma that Jesus was facing on the cross. His heart bleeds. God's heart bleeds for the connection. The connection. What is God longing for? He's not longing for, for you to, you know, act like this or be like this. You don't have to wear this. You don't have to go there. The God of heaven, especially on Easter Sunday, is longing for us to stand and communicate and connect with the Lord. What is the gospel message? Jesus, Jerry said it. Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted and set us free. Jesus died on the cross so simply that we can now have access to the Lord. That God is not limited by our bank accounts, by our dead dreams, by hope deferred. Now I thought it was going to go this way and it went that way. No. The Bible says that God has made a way where there is no way. The Bible says that God makes a river in the desert. God makes uh, rivers in the desert. And, uh, you know, God makes, you know, imagine the disciples come out of Egypt and uh, they finally they finally are about to get into their promised land all, only to be discovered, oh, wow, there's a, there's a you know, the Red Sea's there. Oh, we, we, we're doomed. No, the Bible says it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, and that's what Easter is. It doesn't matter. Resurrection, it represents a brand new life. And this morning, as we're coming to a close, but not yet, there's that last thought this morning in the Bible. And, uh, you know, when we were talking about the disciples earlier, there's the three that we know of, 
correct? Peter, James, and John. We don't know any others. Um, we always say we're going to learn them. We always say it, man. Every year we say we're going to learn the disciples' names. We never do. One day you get to heaven and you'll meet some guy and you go, hey, I'm Thaddeus. And I'm like, wow, cool. And uh, who's that? I don't know. And, uh, but you know what? There's, when you read through the, the Gospels, it talks about Jesus and the disciples and Jesus and the disciples and Jesus and the disciples. And then it goes to the book of Acts. Anybody? Book of Acts. We love the book of Acts. Incredible. It talks about Peter, John, Peter, John, Peter, John. And then what's incredible is that it sort of starts talking about a new guy. It introduces a new guy into the book of Acts, a guy called Paul or a guy called Saul. Who's ever heard of the apostle Paul, the artist formerly known as Saul, now called Paul. And he becomes a pretty commanding figure within the New Testament. He writes two-thirds of the New Testament. A big deal. He's a big deal. He's like Pastor Phil in C3 Church, Tucker. He's a big deal, right? He, uh, he's got a lot going on. And uh, the, the, the wild thing is that as Jesus is here on earth doing his life in ministry and raising the dead and opening eyes and healing hearts and uh, doing all those amazing miracles, there's a guy who God knows one day he's going to write two-thirds of the New Testament. Hey, there's got this, heaven goes, hey, yeah, great. So you're going to, Jesus is going to go to earth. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be incredible. Got the disciples, yep. And so you're going to have Paul, Peter, James, John, right? Yeah, but all, you can imagine all of heaven go, great idea, Lord. So great, Lord. You're going to send Jesus to earth. Yeah, great, perfect. And here you go, Paul, major disciple, Peter, James, John, Judas, Thaddeus, whoever, right? Jesus and Paul are going to go everywhere together, right? Because, you know, who knows that when Jesus was here on earth, that Paul, the Apostle Paul, is actually alive. He's in the same town, doing the same. They, they probably passed each other in the street a hundred times, but they never, ever spoke. They never, ever had a conversation. If I was the Lord uh, on the cross, I would have tasered thousands of people. But if I was the Lord, I would have sent Jesus to earth and I said, Jesus, whatever you do, this guy's a big deal in the New Testament. He's a huge deal. Find him. Find him. Have coffee with him. Sit with him. Everywhere you go, get this guy into your, you know, get him into the disciples. Get him. Go. Teach him. Tell him everything you know because he's this, you know, he writes two-thirds. Big deal. And, uh, and God goes, yeah, I'm probably not going to do that. And you're like, What? It doesn't make any sense to my mind. It doesn't make any sense to my mind that this guy is a heavyweight when it comes to the New Testament. Jesus is alive in the same town, and they don't even sit down. They don't even connect. They don't even have a conversation. And the thought is that, hey, God is not limited. That's my way of thinking. Hey, you need this. God's not limited by our mess. God's not limited by what my life looks like. God's not intimidated that, hey, you know, I should have done this and I shouldn't do this and this is a disaster and that's a mess. No, the gospel message is, the Easter message is, hey, when Jesus died on the cross and rose, I have access to the most unlimited power that there is, the most, the God who can change, the God who can stand, who the Son can, you know, the God that can change the course of history in one moment I have access to the God who makes all things 
new. It's so powerful that God is not limited or intimidated by what my situation looks like. We have such this mindset, oh, my life, my life. No, no, God has such higher thoughts. God has such a, a brighter perspective. We try and make things work in our way. Oh, I just need to do this, and oh, I just need to do it like that. No, I just, no, no. As we, as we let the Lord into our hearts, as we say, Lord, you know lots. <laughs> you know lots. I don't know. Lord, I'm just going to follow you. Jesus, this world is so much going on. Lord, I'm, I'm going to let you drive. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow, Lord, you lead me. Lord, you guide me. You know which way to go. We might invite the... I love that. Shane Hutcher, what a legend. Look at this guy. Such a powerful message on Easter Sunday that God is not limited by what I have, what I don't have, the dream that is crushed or the dream that I'm going towards, the hope that I had, the hope that was deferred. The the power of the gospel message is new life. It's a new start. It's a new day. It's, 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 It's that, Lord, as I connect my heart to you, your ways are not my ways. I might not understand what's happening right now. I'm, my situation might not look like this. I know that you've given me promises. I don't seem to have them. But I do know, Lord, that I can stand because of Easter, because, of, because you died and rose again. It's like this, it's like this, 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 ah, there's like this audacity, this, this power to stand before you and to say, hey, God, you said it. God, I'm not a victim. I'm not down and out. God, you said this about me. When you died on the cross and rose again, you gave me access to thousands of yes and amens, thousands of promises for my life. And now, because you rose again, guess what? I can actually stand before the Lord like a, like a lawyer in a courtroom and say, hey, God, this is your promise to me. God, this is what you have declared over my life. And uh, I'm going to declare it. I'm going to declare it. I'm going to speak it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read that promise. I'm going to stand on that promise. I'm going to say it a thousand times. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand here like this and point it at the heavens. Say, hey, God, this is what you said about me. This is what you said about me. Lord, these are your words to me. It's a power. It's a blessing. It's an increase. So, Father, this morning, through the power of the cross, through the power of Easter, through the power of the Easter message, Father, you came to earth. There was a disconnect between God and man. Lord, you're longing to bless man, but there's a gap. You sent Jesus to earth to die on the cross to take my sin so that I can now boldly, confidently, with assurance, approach and stand before you. Father, today, Lord, I ask, Father, that, uh, Lord, you would bless. Lord Jesus, I, how about we just say this? Dear Lord Jesus, I believed you walked the earth and died on the cross to take away the sin of the world. 
Lord, I know you've, I've done things that are wrong. You call it sin. Today, take away my sin. Wash me clean. Lord Jesus, I ask you to come and live in my heart. I give you my life. Teach me, lead me, guide me all my days in Jesus' name. Father, today, Lord, on Easter Sunday, what a great day it is, Father, to uh, connect. Lord, to connect our hearts to heaven, to connect our spirits back to you. Today, Lord Jesus, on Easter Sunday, I pray right now that there's any hearts in the room, any lives who um, saying, hey, I need to connect my heart to the Lord. I need my heart. So much going on. There's, you know, all the world spinning. It seems chaotic and I'm unsure. I need my heart to be connected. Lord, I need my heart to be connected. So that's you this morning. Just in the limited time we have, if that's you this morning, I'm going to put out an invitation for you just to, all you need to do is put your hand up and we're going to give you a gift pack and we're going to let you go to the end of the service. We're going to give you a, uh, you can see the reception to give you a uh, goodie bag. If that's you this morning, we we don't want to close this service uh, before we give anyone the opportunity this morning to actually, uh, to wash some things off our hearts, to let them go, to let the, the, the sin that so easily, so easily entangles us, to let that go and to connect our hearts to the Lord. So that's you just in the last one moment of this service. I'm just going to ask it right now with every eye closed and every head bowed. If that's you this morning, and I believe there's people in here that God is actually knocking on their hearts saying, hey, son, hey, daughter, my heart is with you. My heart is for you. If that's you this morning, I'm going to ask you just to quietly and quickly put your hand up right now and say, hey, I'd like to connect my hearts to the Lord. That's you this morning. There's one hand there. I believe there's more hands. If that's you saying, hey, Lord, this morning, I just want to reconnect my heart to you. You may have been in church. Maybe you've fallen away. Maybe you've left, whatever's happened. But this morning, I believe that God is so so beautifully connecting our hearts back to Him. Any other hands this morning? One more moment. If that's you, you'd like to say, hey, yes, Lord, today. It's a brand new day. It's a brand new start. It's a brand new season for my life. Thank you, Lord. One more moment. If that's you, it's like two hands. There's one more hand. There's another hand. I'm just going to wait for one more, one more moment. If God is knocking on your heart saying, hey, I've got so much more for you. There's one more hand. I see that. If there's any more, I've got so much more for you this morning. Thank you, Father. Today, Lord, bless this house, Lord. If you said that prayer for the first time, I'm going to ask you when the music starts to play to get up and go down to the information desk. We have a team down there who's going to help you and pray with you. Father, today it's Easter Sunday. Father, there's so much going on in our hearts. Lord, you're so great. There's new life. There's new dreams. There's new hope. There's new expressions. There's new destinies being born in this house today. Father, we bless the work of Jesus. We bless the work of the cross. We bless Easter Sunday, the good news of the Easter message as Jesus died and rose again. Lord, you've given us thousands and and, and, and promises over our lives we can stand before you boldly. Father, bless this house. Bless our families. Lord, bless our workplaces. Bless our high schools. Bless our universities this weekend. Bless us in Jesus' name. Father, today that you would you would uh, 
Open our eyes, Father, that we may see, that we may see all that you have in this house. In Jesus' name, however we stand, we're going to um, sing this last song. We're going to hand it back over to the worship team. last song before we say goodbye to our Rima family and then we're going to open up this altar we're going to pray for people we're going to see an exchange we're going to see those giants come down we're going to see freedom come we're going to see people touched and anointed to continue their journey with God and the kids are going to have Easter egg hunt so let's just worship God right now as we say goodbye to our Rima FM family. And even as we're singing, if you want to come and stand on the altar, exchange things. Let God meet with you. Partake of the anointing that's in this place. In Jesus' name.